Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome into the Scraby Show for Tuesday, February 13th. Hope everybody has uh, finalized their Valentine's Day plans. Hope everybody has a reservation for their Valentine's Day plans because I don't so and I'm okay with that I was just talking to Tony before he left and I said you know what I'm okay with not having to go to a nice restaurant tomorrow night and pay a bunch of money for a fixed menu and this is just me being the single guy who's kind of complaining about it because I probably would have the other tune if I was uh, actually doing something tomorrow night but I looked at the date today this morning I was like oh yeah Valentine's Day. All right. Yeah, that's tomorrow. If you have any Valentine's Day plans, I'm not trying to rain on your parade. I promise I'm not trying to rain on your parade. I just uh, don't really celebrate myself. I don't. We have tons already in the chat room. We have Dan. We have Maria. We have Castro. We have Evan, the AI bot. And uh, so if you want to join us here on YouTube and you want to chat, you can. Just go search 97.3 The Fan and you will find the live show there. We're also on Facebook, we're on Twitch, 97.3 The Fan, and we're on X, 97.3 The Fan SD. We have a lot to talk about tonight. We have a lot of good information from the uh, Padre Spring training today. We'll play some of that audio. We'll hear from Manny Machado. We'll hear from Mike Schilt. We'll hear from a couple other people if we got time for it. We'll talk about the new City Connect uniforms at the end or in the third segment. We'll also have our daily gripe, which uh, yesterday's daily gripe I got a lot of feedback for about. And it was, yes, please do not talk to people on the phone in public on speakerphone. That is what was the daily gripe. And I got a lot of good feedback on that because it's very annoying. It's very annoying. So we'll have a new daily gripe at the end of the show today. But before we get into the news of the day, I think it's I think it's clear now without actually saying it out loud the Padres went in all went all in last year, and it didn't work. And so I talked to a ton of people about the Padres to get a feel for things out there. And I think I know the answer to this question, but I am looking forward to the responses because here is what I want to ask all of you out there. And it was brought to me by a friend in a text message yesterday. Is there goodwill built up within the fan base of the Padres because of the spending the last two years? Is there patience? Are you willing to look the other way this year because of the effort from the front office? So basically the conversation was, is there goodwill built up from the last couple years of trying to get to the World Series by the front office? And do the Padres this year have a little bit of leeway because of the efforts that were made in the last couple seasons? 
Now, the reason that they're cutting payroll so much, we've talked about many times, and it would be because they need to be under the collective bargaining tax. And they, if they are over it, they have to pay 50% of their salaries or their payroll. So that's just not going to happen. We've talked about that. Made that clear. But as fans out there, are you willing to kind of give them a little bit of length of rope so that they can kind of f- figure out what kind of team they are this year just because of everything that they've done in the last couple of years. So if you have thoughts about that, please uh, either go into the YouTube chat and uh, go and chat there, or you can hit me up on Twitter at Matt Scraby, or you can give us a call 833-288-0973. I said, I, I think I know the answer to this question because I believe that they're the overall consensus of the Padres is that I I would think that the overall consensus of Padres fans is that, yes, there is a little bit of leeway this year because of the last couple of years, but they still have to make the playoffs this year. There's not another season where they can go by without making the playoffs. So I am thinking that most fans are okay with a little patience this year because I, I keep saying they need to start fast and they need to start ready to go. They need to start hot. And so that may go against my theory a little bit if I'm going to show a little bit of patience, exercise a little bit of patience with the Padres this year. But again, is there goodwill built up within the fan base because of the spending the last two years? So you can uh, join us and uh, give me your opinion on that. 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973, or X at Matt Scraby, or the YouTube chat, if you just search 97.3 The Fan. So uh, a couple of calls have come in. I will get to you guys very shortly, so stay right there. But we have to start catching everybody up on what happened today. It's time to get caught up on the latest with the news of the day. All right, first news story of the day, Manny Machado. We were expecting Manny Machado to not even be able to hit or DH or anything till a couple weeks into the season, maybe a month into the season. But that's looking like there may be a possibility Manny Machado is able to go to Korea and play in that series. So Manny Machado caught up with the media today, and here's what he said about his injury. Surgery turned out great. Um, you know, rehab has been, been going amazing, and... Um, you know, feeling feeling good right now. Do you expect to be ready for the start of the season? What do you expect to do in camp? I mean, honestly, uh, no expectations. Just go out there and just how I feel. Um, you know, right now is today, feeling good. Um, you know, it was a good off-season strength, getting my strength back. Um, and it's just a matter of what my body tells me and how much I can go, how much I can push. And, um, you know, at the same time, just being smart about the situation. Um, you know, it's a long season, but... You know, as I'm not right now feeling good, you know, uh, you know, no issues with, um, you know, hitting and throwing. Just a matter of just building up my arm to uh, you know, be able to tolerate, uh, you know, every day. And so there's more clips. If you want to go and watch a bunch of what we did today um, or what Sam Levitt did today out in Peoria, just go to at 97.3 The Fantasy or go to Facebook and you can see these clips from the players. But Manny Machado, that is a big surprise to me at least because A.J. Preller said it uh, as well, said that uh, Manny Machado has is tracking to play in the Soul Series that is supposed to start the season for all of baseball on March 20th, I believe. So that would be great. If Manny Machado would be able to DH right out, right, game number one. That's exactly what the news that people wanted to hear. 
Because last year we had some really bad news out of spring training, so we are starting with some good news here for spring training this year. Love it. I love the good news. Uh, the second news story of the night would be the outfielder, or the outfielder, outfielder Jorge Soler and the San Francisco Giants are in agreement on a three-year, $42 million contract, according to Jeff Passan. Now, a couple things here. We've talked about Jorge Soler on this very show many times in the short time that we've had this show, and it's something that we talked about at length, and it's kind of annoying to even still talk about it, but... We talked about how he was projected around $13, $14 million in the free agent market. So he actually, Soler, actually opted out of a $13 million contract with the Marlins. And so now he only gets $3 million more over the next three years. So either someone called his bluff, because Tony brought up earlier, there was like a staring contest between the agent and the team. But... I guess the team called his bluff because he ended up signing for a very similar deal to what he would have gotten in Miami. But the big question for me with Jorge Soler is, I mean, I don't like to see that he's going to San Francisco. The The Giants so far have made some interesting late moves, and I'm not quite sure how they're all going to fit together. But Jorge Soler is going to have to hit in one of the hardest ballparks to hit 81 times a year. It's not easy to hit home runs at, I don't even think it's AT&T anymore, Oracle Park. It's not easy to play in that outfield at Oracle Park. And he may be a DH, we don't know, but he can also play some defense. So I'm I'm looking to see what he can do as a San Francisco Giant before I'm judging the signing. Because I kind of was hoping that the Padres would end up going after him at some point. And I also said that he's probably a little bit too pricey for the Padres. So we will try and uh, find out what's happening during spring training for Jorge Soler, see if he's settling in. But I'm looking to see whether or not he can hit in that San Francisco ballpark 81 times a year. He had 30 home runs a couple years. So can he keep it up? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know that he can hit 30 home runs playing at that ballpark 81 times a year. So... Uh, We'll see. Now, the third and final news story of the day, and this one is very, very fun for us because Jenny Kavner, she has come on the show many times. She was a Rockies play-by-play woman, and so now she was named the A's lead play-by-play announcer um, today, taking on a role in which she will call the majority of the club's games starting with this season. She's going to become the first woman in Major League Baseball history to serve as the club's primary regular play-by-play voice. She said in a statement, it's a dream come true to join the broadcast and uh, broadcast team for the Oakland A's and their rich baseball history. Growing up the daughter of a baseball coach, I've loved the game from a young age, along with the stories, history, and relationships it provides. I'm excited to start my 18th season as a Major League broadcaster with my good friend Dallas Braden and share our experiences with the loyal fans of the athletics as we go on this ride together. That's going to be a good broadcast. Dallas Braden and Jenny Kavner, I'm going to tune into some of those games. So she is the first female lead play-by-play voice in Major League Baseball, and congratulations to Jenny Kavner. We're, we're trying to get her on the show here uh, once once things calm down for her because, I, you know, if you can imagine, she has a few things going on right now after being named the first woman to a lead play-by-play role, but we're going to get her on at some point. We're going to get her on at some point. All right, let's uh, go to the phones real quick. I asked before the break, before the break, 
before news of the day, I asked, is there goodwill built up within the fan base because of the spending the last couple of seasons? I've got some good responses on the YouTube chat, but let's go to the phones first and Ben in National City. Ben, what's up? What's going on, Scraby? Not too much. Good, good. Ben's a very good listener to the show. He's been with us all the way through. So, So, Ben, what are your thoughts on this? Is there some goodwill in your mind built up, or do they need to make the playoffs this year hands down? I think regardless, yes, we do make, need to make a playoffs and everything. Regardless, it's going to be a wild card reach. That's just honest truth, just the way how the Dodgers are built and how the Diamondbacks are. But I have goodwill and everything. I think it's okay to stay in the CBT. Like, you guys stay in the show every time. Follow the Dodger route. It's not say follow the Dodger route, but take the CBT low. Connect your free to class. It's going to be pretty good. Like, I wouldn't mind getting Max Freed back and everything as a starter for us but i think we're good let the young guys build up and everything and stuff um stand the cbt try to make a trade but um i got goodwill just make the wild card and just see what happens we could be the dying back like last year but very true see what happens yeah very true thank you ben for the insight and you're you're right i mean i hate to say the dodger follow the dodger way like you you hate to say it as well ben but the dodgers did this last year they got under the third tier of the collective bargaining tax and so they didn't spend much at all last offseason and now they spent a ton of money in this offseason because they're under and they reset everything so ben could be onto something here maybe the uh the strategy is just to do what they can this offseason bring in the right guys bring in the right pieces for the padres and see whether or not it's uh, to see whether or not they are going to need to go get those big free agents next year. I, I really, I really think Ben is onto something with that one because it's kind of a blueprint now for teams that are over the tax and how they get under the tax and what they're going to do uh, with their team. The, fo- the the season immediately following a year where they're not going to spend a bunch and they're going to cut a lot of payroll. So we'll have to see what's going on, but overall there's some goodwill, but According to Ben, they need to make the playoffs this year. And I don't disagree with that, Ben, whatsoever. Thank you very much for calling, Ben. I appreciate that. I have a bunch of uh, tweets that I, or YouTube chats that I could share, but I do need to go to break. So I'll share those when I get back. We'll continue this conversation, see if there's any goodwill built up. We'll hear from Mike Schilt, and uh, we'll just have some fun on The Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back here with the Scraby Show. I'm Matt Scraby. Thanks for joining me tonight. The Aztecs are underway. I didn't realize they were starting at 6 p.m., but uh, I have a lot of times floating around in my head. Uh, One of the things that I cannot stand about the CBS Sports Network coverage is that mostly every time the Aztecs play on a weeknight, they're waiting for a game that is previously on TV to finish. And so... That's exactly what we're waiting for right now. And so it's Providence and St. John's, 74-72 with 30 seconds to go, but they're they're taking our our uh they're taking away our our Aztec watching, which is unfortunate. I just hate that about CBS Sports Network. They always do it too. Always do it. Uh Deborah on X actually tweeted me and may it corrected me on something that I have felt wrong about all day. And uh Deborah said, I think it's competitive balance tax. You may be conflating it with I like that word, conflating it with collective bargaining agreement, CBT versus CBA. And you are absolutely right. I've been saying that all day long, and I just it just didn't feel right, but then I Googled it and it still came up with the CBA and Anyway, long story short, it is the CBA or the CBT competitive balance tax. That's what it is, not the collective bargaining tax. Why did they put the same two letters in front of each each of those CBT and CBA? It makes it super confusing. And I'm making excuses. Yes, I am definitely making excuses right now for that. Um, all right. Let's go to – I have a call on the line from Tyler. I will get to in just a second. But let's uh, go to the chat real quick and see what we saw over the break. And Castro, about the goodwill built up, Castro says, yes, I don't think I would be here if they didn't spend money in 2020. Okay. So the money being spent all the way back in 2020 is making Castro a little bit more patient with this team. Also, a little um, – you know, have, have a little bit more faith in this team. Uh also, of course, actually, I put that one up there. I don't really know that that, that is uh, something that is part of this conversation. Dan says, yes, we have star players on big league roster and farm system is stacked. Let's ride. So, okay, positive there. Anthony says, hey, all we need is better hitting with runners in scoring position and a few more one-run games and we're good. And a few more wins in one-run games and we're good. I agree with that. Things were not good for them in one 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 run games. That's really hard for me to say. But good addition, Anthony. And then Cactus Man says, I'm sure we can bring in Luke Voigt on a cheap deal and he can play DH. The problem with that is, like, I kind of look to the rest of baseball to I, I kind of look to um the rest of baseball to tell me where a guy's at. And I haven't really heard any much of anything from Luke Voigt. So I I, I don't know why. I didn't think he – I mean, he, he struggled while he was here, but I didn't think he was enough to be out of baseball. But it seems like he is going to be out of baseball unless he finds a job. I, I would love having Luke Voigt back on the team if he can hit. But his um, – what is it? The uh, chess boss? That was all good stuff. It was really fun having Luke Voigt here for a little bit. So, all right. Let's go to Tyler on the phones. If you want to join us, 833-288-0973, or you can tweet me at Matt Scraby. But, Tyler, you were telling me in the break about the Padres, and you have some thoughts about Juan Soto leaving. So what's on your mind? 
Oh, hey, Scraby. So, um, yeah, I'm actually really happy that Soto and his character is gone and on the other side of the country. Um, what do you mean I'm by his character, real quick? Uh, he's fake. Um, him and Scott Boris, we're going to have to deal with a whole nother year of Juan Soto in the off season. You know, he's going to sign somewhere else, and Boris is going to put him all over TV. And so we got to deal with this bullshit hey. again. You cannot swear again, okay? I said bullshit. Oh, okay. Oh, whew. you scared me for a second. All right. Well, I got you oh, anyway, but go bullshit. go for it. Bullshit. Okay, so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, I think that uh, the only reason Juan Soto played 162 is obviously – for um, contract reasons, but also, you know that tunnel at Petco Park, that it, right by left field. Yes. That's the only spot Soto could get in and out of the stadium. That's his head would only fit through that tunnel. <laughs> he couldn't go through. He couldn't go through any other spot. Only that spot. So I, I hope New York has a big tunnel for Juan Soto's head to fit in there. Oh my gosh, that is so funny! Thank you, Tyler, for that. Uh, that I was not expecting for the head to fit through the tunnel thing, but that was hilarious. Um, thank you, Tyler. I I think uh, I I'm not a fan either of the Juan Soto show or dog. What is it, dog and pony parade? I I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of uh, huge self promoters, and I guess he's not really self promoting himself because it's all about his agent, but. You know, I I didn't really ever um what's the word? Because I, I didn't really ever get the feel that Juan Soto knew he was gonna put roots down here. And I don't think that's a secret to anyone. I think a lot of people felt like that, but it was kind of apparent a little bit that Juan Soto was looking for his next big deal and that's about it. And I I, I can't say that it, the team's gonna be better off without him, but I can't say there's gonna be less distraction. There's going to be less questions. There's going to be less um, media heat delivered to the team. Like every day you have to answer questions about Juan Soto and whether or not he's going to be traded, stuff like that. If he was on the team this year and they were going to trade him at the trade deadline, it would just be a, a half season full of will they or won't they trade Juan Soto. And that was not fun. It was not fun before in the offseason, and it wouldn't. it would definitely not be fun during the season because – that would just be a huge, huge distraction. Uh, some of the, let's see, on the chat, uh, Loretta says San Diego was only a stepping stone for Juan Soto. I, 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 I don't necessarily think it's fair that we could say that as a stepping stone because uh, he did put up some, you know, he did lead the, not lead them, but he was a part of that NLCS team. And last year he did what he did. He was up and down, but... Um, I, I can't necessarily say it was a stepping so, stone. Uh, Easy Money on Twitch says there will be room for someone to step up. And that's exactly true. There is room for someone to step up. And there needs to be more room for people to step up. Because it it's it's time for some of the younger guys that we've talked about for years. It's time for those guys to to kind of show why AJ Preller has kept them in the system. And it's kind of time for those guys to show where the 
minor league system is that? You can always say, you can always put ranks together of the minor league system. You can always put Ethan Salas as the best player on the Padres in the Padres system right now. But you never know until you see them play. So I, I, I think, and you never know because we haven't had the development here in San Diego that other teams have. And so I want to see some of these guys go through the minor league system and come up and develop and develop in the big leaguers. And so I think we're going to see that with Jackson Merrill. I think that's someone that you're talking about with it step up. But I, I believe that someone will step up this year. It, it's If there's going to be any success for the Padres this year, it's not going to be because Fernando hits 40 home runs. I mean, yes, it will be, but you get what I'm saying. It's going to be because of some of the guys on the, the fringe, some of the bench guys that are going to be able to help out when guys need to, to take a day off or they're injured, they're not feeling good or whatever. Those are the guys that are going to help the team a lot. And so those are the guys that I think, even though they're not getting paid a lot, they're just as important as everybody else. And they may have less pressure because they're not the main paid guy, but it's still, they have pressure from their teammates. Their teammates are looking up to them to or looking at them to do something. And I'm looking forward to seeing which guy steps up. I think it might be Jackson Merrill, but there could be someone else that they bring in here in the next uh, couple weeks. And we could say that person's the one that's going to step up. I have a feeling we're going to see a trade of some names that we're not too familiar with, but we still kind of know who they are. One of those where you're like, Oh, I know who that guy is. And then you look up their stats. You're like, okay, you need specific players for specific roles on this team going forward. I saw a um, video of Garrett Cooper and he was in the batting cage today. Why isn't Garrett Cooper a part of this team yet? I think Garrett Cooper would be a great DH. Uh, he he had some, some moments for the Padres last year. I, I really do believe in the trade midseason slowdown of a player because it's a lot of extra stuff you have to deal with in your outside life, but I would like to see what Garrett Cooper could do for a full season. I really would. I think it would be fun. Fun. Fun only if he performs, right? But I saw him on X today, and he was uh, taking some swings. But it's just kind of uh, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how so many guys are still looking for jobs. And like Tony said earlier in the show with Jorge Soler, Jorge Soler was waiting, waiting, waiting to see which team blinked first or if his agent blinked, or if the team blinked, and spring training is coming around, and he wanted a team, and he wanted to know where he was going to be for the next couple of years, so he signed a contract for just $1 million more than what he was going to make with his current team. And I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of those guys coming at it like that going forward, because they want to play. They don't want to be the last man out or first man out, so they're going to just join up on a team. All right, let's go back to the phones. Kathy... You're on the Scraby Show. What's going on? Hey, Scrape. Um, I'm pretty optimistic about this season just because of who we still have on the team. Yeah, we're missing some pieces, and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to develop some of our younger guys. I just, I'm just afraid of pushing them too fast, like you've been saying, when they're not ready, and how when they come up and then go back to the minors, how that kind of deflates their. Self I don't know. If, I don't want to say self worth, but you know what I mean. How yeah. that that's got to be hard for them because they weren't ready. Yeah, but I'm. You know, I just I'm so happy football season's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. I want baseball back. Yeah, well, baseball <laughs> is back, Kathy, and we're gonna have lots that's of time right. to talk Next this week. year. 
Yes, next week. We yep. will actually next be week. broadcasting that game live on 97.3 The Fan. The the game, I think it's Thursday against the Dodgers, 12-10 our time, one ten Arizona time. But, yeah, we are uh, just beginning to scratch the surface of the baseball season. So happy. Yes. All right, Kathy, thank you so much for the phone call. We are going to head to break in just one second. Uh, Brandon on the chat says... Xavier Scruggs was just on MLB Network talking about how good James Wood can be, a young outfielder we could have used if we were only going to get 12 playoff games out of Soto. Now, again, Brandon, and I said that in like a derogatory term. That's not what I meant by it. But, Brandon, I'm going to put this back up. I would like to see uh, how good James Wood can be. Can be is the key in there because James Wood might be – James Wood got or helped get Juan Soto – but James Wood can be good. We still haven't seen what he can do. And we've seen that C.J. Abrams is able to kind of uh, pick it up here. He's kind of figured it out. He had a good second half. Mackenzie Gore struggled. Robert Hassel we haven't even heard of, heard from, I mean, since he was traded. So right now, the only player you could say has proven that they were a good asset for the Padres would be C.J. Abrams, but they just didn't have a place for him to play, and now he gets an everyday spot. Uh, Last chat, easy money. If Zokar can improve a little, I agree with that. Zokar, we've talked about him being the center fielder of the team, and we've seen him as uh, as a bench player. But if anyone needs to step up, if anyone has an opportunity to step up and get themselves an everyday spot in the outfield, it's Jose Azokar. They already know what he could do. He's already been in with the team for a while now. So it's one of those things where you're promoting within. And so Jose Azokar can take this job and put his hold on it if he plays well. And Jose Azokar from time to time can have some good, you know, great moments for the Padres. But can he do that? On a day-to-day basis. I, I'm just not sure I've ever seen it from Jose Azokar on a day-to-day basis. Love Jose Azokar. He's got some great he's got a great radio voice and he's done some good things for the Padres, but he really needs to come up huge this year if he's gonna be the starting center fielder. I don't know. Dominic says on the chat, I love Sugar, which is Azokar, but he's a bench player. Yes, he is a bench player. But I guess now is the time to find out if you have something more than a bench player. We'll see. Aztecs are still playing Colorado State. They are not doing too bad anymore. They had a, I guess Colorado State opened up with a 14 nothing run. And now it is Colorado State up 24-16 with 9.41 to go in the first half. So as long as this show is going, I'll keep you up to date on that. When we get back, we have some more phone calls. We also have some more uh, messages. And we have the Daily Gripe. We have a quick talk about the City Connect jerseys. Lots still to go here on 97.3 The Fan, The Scraby Show. Thanks for listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Matt Scravey here with you. Last segment. The chat is raging right now about what to do in center field. Lots of different opinions. Some say trading Grisham may have been a mistake. I don't know. I don't know that trading Grisham would have been a mistake. He was a great defender. Gold gloves, all that stuff. But And he did have some power, which was brought up in the chat. But... I really don't think Trent Grisham was the right guy for this team right now or in the future. I don't know. He just couldn't hit. And they needed someone last year at the bottom of the lineup. Or, yeah, not bottom, top, bottom, bottom of the lineup. They needed someone at the bottom of the lineup who could help drive guys in, especially since the other guys at the top of the lineup weren't able to to do it. And it just didn't happen. I, I can specifically remember that game last year. I think it was a day game against the Royals. I know it was a day game, and I think it was against the Royals. But I can remember, I think Trent Grisham had back-to-back innings, maybe, with guys on base, full bases loaded, and wasn't able to drive anyone in each time. So it was, you know, it was tough at times. But I was a Trent Grisham guy. He He was always nice to me in our show, so I... Personally, I've got nothing wrong with them. All right, let's go back to the phones real quick. We're going to go to Kevin. Kevin's out there. He wants to talk about the Padres. What's going on, Kevin? Hey, Scraby. How are you, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. What's going? What, what are you thinking about the Padres this season? I mean, I mean, so let's talk about Grisham. And uh, I mean, Grisham and, and Sugar kind of come from the same cloth. And to quote Tommy Lasorda from back in the day, neither of those guys can hit water if they, if they <laughs> fell out of a boat. So let, let's be real. I think Sugar, I don't, you mentioned. He did great things last year or the previous year. I'm not quite sure what those were. Good guy, fourth, fifth outfielder. I think the scary thing now with this roster that Preller has put together is this very well might be it in terms of moves. And you are going to see some below average major league or probably minor league players that are on, that are non-roster invitees, AKA they're cheap playing Mm -hmm. probably Mm -hmm. way too much for our team being paired with superstars. So the old stars and scrubs lineup. And you know what, if that might win more than 82 games, it's entirely plausible. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's pretty scary to be honest with you, because there's going to be a lot of prospects that are going to be forced into probably pretty regular roles. And what happens if Jackson Merrill hits 220 in spring training? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, What, what happens if Oscar Mercado hits 150 in spring training and i think they're legitimately counting on him to be an outfielder he's a non-roster invitee so just really concerned and the the main point here is i think preller might potentially wear out his welcome after this year i hope i'm wrong but this very well could be it all right kevin thank you for calling in those are some good thoughts and when you say when i say azokar did good things 
it was Zokar did good things when he was able to when he got the opportunity to do it. So it wasn't like he was a liability when he came in the game. And so maybe I, I sugarcoated it a little bit with he did some great things, but he wasn't a liability. I'm I'm with you on, on on the stars and scrubs. I think that it can work, and I think that's what we were searching for a little bit last year. We were searching for more of a mix. So I guess maybe A.J. Preller was thinking, well, I, I think mostly the payroll determined what the, the Padres were going to do in this offseason. And if this indeed is the last move or if we've already seen the last move, then I I I, I will be very surprised that they wouldn't uh, make any other moves to kind of bolster the bench, bolster the starting lineup. Uh, I, I, I don't know that Azokar, I, I guess... I, I, I'm just going to say it. Zokar is not an everyday player, and it's not like that controversial of an opinion, but I, I think they need to find someone else. And in the in the YouTube chat, there was a great conversation going on, and it was about Grisham and Zokar. And Grisham was a great defender, and he had a little bit of power, but he couldn't hit. Zokar doesn't have the power when he does hit. And I think that makes a big difference because you can't count on a Zocar to have a big slugging day or a big slugging percentage for the year because he's not going to hit home runs. He may hit some doubles and triples, but I, I don't know that we're going to see that's going to be enough for him on an everyday basis. Uh, a center fielder needs to be able to hit home runs, at least more than 10 to 15 home runs in a year. Maybe I, I would have to go and look at the averages, honestly, but. I would think that well, let's see what Trent Grisham hit in the home run range last year because I would think if we can, if the Padres could replace Trent Grisham's home runs with at least some on base, it doesn't need necessarily need to be home runs. But um, Trent Grisham last year he hit thirteen home runs in five hundred and fifty five plate appearances. So if you can get a guy who hits fifteen to twenty home runs in center field, who hits about two forty. I would take that all day. I don't know that Jose Azokar is going to be able to hit 240 with 15 to 20 home runs. That's The 15 to 20 home runs is just not going to happen in my mind. In his career, he's only hit two home runs. And he, he in his two-year career, he's also averaging 249 at the plate, which is better than Trent Christian, but he's also got a lot less plate appearances. So if we're counting on, like Kevin said, Mercado and... Azokar, I think that's a little bit concerning to me. It's it's a little bit concerning. And and also a point that was made on the chat was if they're going to trade Trent Grisham away, they must have had a plan. They must have had some sort of uh some sort of uh, backup plan or emergency plan, breaking or break glass in case of emergency for when they traded Trent Grisham. And so far, we haven't seen what that plan is, but we're going to know on opening day what that plan was. And if it's to keep the team where it is right now, I don't know that's the best decision for the team. I don't know that you can go into the season with Jose Azokar as your everyday player. Think about if you go with Fernando and right, and then you have Jerickson Profar and left, and then you have Azokar in center field. I am not confident in that center field or in that in that outfield. That does not move any needles for me. Jerkson Profar, we talked about it yesterday. Good player, but probably not the guy that's going to put up a ton for them. 
He's a good clubhouse guy. Again, I was accused last night by some people that I didn't like Profar, and that's why I was talking trash about him. Was not talking trash about Jerks and Profar. Just said, I don't think this is... I, I felt like it was a little bit underwhelming of a signing that we've been waiting for. But if they don't have a plan, I I feel like they're going to have to get a plan by the trade deadline because they're going to find themselves in a little bit of a hole if they have Jose Azokar in center field. Now, Michael Taylor was someone that was mentioned on the chat. Michael Taylor has been mentioned many times uh, on Gwen and Chris. So we'll have to see about that. I'm kind of working on a unofficial who should they sign off the free agent list. I might bring that to everybody tomorrow, but there's a couple guys that are out there that are flyers. They're not by any means going to be players that are going to change the fortunes of your team, but for what they cost and for what they can bring to the team, I think possibly they could do some good, but we also saw, I mean, every team has these swings and misses, no pun intended, on players. We saw Ben Gamble last year. He was, you know, not what they were looking for. There was, um, why am I forgetting the guy? Um, Mazzara? Is that his name? Nomar Mazzara? I, I, I think I'm saying the last name wrong, but he was there. Didn't really work out. Uh, there's, there's just been a lot of guys that came in. Uh, Adam Angle, I think he only played one game and then had to uh or then he was released by the team. So they're trying to find some sort of mixture there. They just haven't been able to find it. It was Mazzara. Keeping it real says a one year prove it deal for Bellinger. I'm fine with I I don't know that he's fine with that, but I am fine with that. At this point, you bring in Cody Bellinger, he I just don't think it's ever gonna happen. And I see the other comments in there about like Trevor Bauer. We've been over that. You can go listen to last week's shows if you uh, would like to hear about Trevor Bauer conversation. All right. Hayden says, Matt's great on uh, X if you want to tweet me at Matt Scravy. Hayden says, I don't think the Padres need a true DH. People forget we didn't have one in 22, and that season went pretty well. This isn't a team built to outpower other teams. It's built to outplay. Our DH will be situational and designed to be a guy who is going to get doubles. I can agree with that. I mean, I don't think the DH needs to be a big bomber every time. I don't think the DH needs to just be a home run hitter or strikeout guy. I think the Padres can have a DH that will drive in runs. That's all they need. If you put it down to what they didn't do last year, it would be runners in scoring position and in one-run games. So all you need is a guy that's going to help you. You don't need a Barry Bonds-type DH. But there's not many guys out there for the for for the DH purposes. We talked about Luke Voigt earlier. I mean, he's not being looked at by many teams. We're going to keep throwing around names until we get something to stick, guys. We're still we're just going to keep throwing it up against the wall and see what we come out with on the other side. Cactus Man brings up Josh Naylor. Hold on. Josh Naylor would have been such a great fit here. He may have been, but when Josh Naylor was a Padre at the time, I don't know that anyone was clamoring to really like hold on to him as the next greatest thing. Josh Naylor is doing well now. I mean, his career batting averages, or his, uh, sorry, his uh, 2023 batting average was 308 and 97 RBIs. That's pretty good. 17 home runs. When he was with the Padres, he hit 250 
and he hit eight home runs, 32 RBIs. He had an OPS of 719. Granted, that was his first year, and then he went on to different teams. Uh, the The next season, in 2020, he was traded to the Cleveland Guardians, and he was 253 in 2021, a 256 hitter in 2022, and then 308 last year. So it wasn't like he was tearing the cover off the ball in 2021 and 2022. He only played less than half the games in 2021, and he played 122 games in 2022. So he he kind of started picking it up there, but last year was a big year for him. So we'll have to see what happens this year. Whether or not he can keep that up, we don't know. But talking about the past trades, I I definitely am not someone who's going to dwell on a past trade because unless it's really glaring, like say I'm the White Sox and my team traded away Fernando. I would look at that and be like, wow, that guy really messed up because he gave away one of the best players in baseball right now. But Josh Naylor, at the time I was willing to, at the time it didn't seem like that big of a deal. Now, yeah, the Padres could need him. But I don't know if he's going to, or I I don't know if he stayed, if he develops into the same player he is. When he went to the Guardians, he kind of got a new role. He was able to take over. He wasn't the new guy on a team full of veterans. He was a, a new guy on a team full of new guys. So it was maybe a little bit easier for him to blend in and kind of find himself there. I'm seeing Nola with the on the chat with the palm in the face emoji. I 100% believe that uh, Aaron Nola, Austin Nola, everything that happened last year was because of what happened in spring training when he got hit in the face. And he even said that later in the year he had headaches and, and things of that nature, and so he had to get some medical attention for that. But I don't know why everybody gives Austin Nola such a hard time. I, I mean, I do know why everybody gives Austin Nola a hard time, but I think he did much more than what he was given credit for. Same with Grisham. If those two guys aren't a part of the team in the 2022 playoffs, I fully believe that they don't get as far because Trent Grisham was the MVP of the first two series. So you can always remember that. What's annoying Scraby today? Let's find out. It's time for the Daily Gripe. (laughs) Anthony says on the chat, I've never heard this before. Grisham did give one of the greatest moments ever. Walked up to the plate in the City Connects with his fly wide open and slapped the dinger. I don't remember that, but that's pretty funny, actually. That is actually really funny. Uh, That would be me. I think I told a story weeks ago, months ago, about going into a convenience store and my fly was down and... No one told me, and it was embarrassing. All right, the daily gripe for today is something, I guess, kind of personal to me, but it's I think other people may identify with it. And I am someone, obviously, I'm in talk radio. I like to talk things out. And so sometimes when I go and talk things out with friends or, say, say my parents or, or my brother and sister, I absolutely hate it when the when the uh, suggestion or the advice is, everything's going to be okay. I can't stand the everything is going to be okay line. I really, really can't stand it because it is the right thing to say, but it doesn't give me, it doesn't make me feel any better in the moment. It doesn't feel any better in the moment. And I get a lot of this. When I was stopped drink, when I, when I stopped drinking, I got a, a lot of everything's going to be okay. I just can't stand it. I know it's a nice sentiment, but I can't stand it. Anthony is right. 
you should go and listen to 12 games in October for the full story on the 2022 Padres season. It's still up there. Just search it, 12 games in October on the Odyssey app. You can listen to it. Thanks to everyone who was here tonight. I will be back with you tomorrow night. Thank you for joining me on The Scraby Show, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.